What do you think? <gasps> Brad, I wasn't recording. What do you mean? I forgot to press the record button. Can we do it again? You're kidding. I'm just talking to nobody? I'm a nobody? You're significant, Megan. <laughs> Did you really forget to push record or are you goofing me? Welcome to season two, episode 12. I'm going to talk about leadership today. You need to hear this. If you're running a company, if you're becoming a leader, if you're growing, if you want to grow, this is for you. I talk about this frequently when I talk to groups. If you're joining me for the first time, my name is Brad Hogan. I'm a business guy here in Central Florida, and I'm just talking about pivoting through life and pivoting through your business in general. And how you sometimes risk it all to get there. The biggest mistakes that I think leaders make are leading by assumption. They just assume that everyone knows their place and what they're supposed to be doing. There's a big difference between being a good employee or very good at your job, even as a business owner. Maybe you became a business owner or you become a business owner because you truly are a professional at what you do and you're really good at it. So why don't I own this company? Well, are you a manager? We need to learn those things. We need to learn how to lead and teach others. And it's one of the biggest mistakes I see within a company is, I've made it myself, I will take a great employee that's really good at their job, very good at what they do. We get really busy, company's growing, Let's just say my, my number one gal, my assistant, is so busy, she's overwhelmed. Let's get her some help. Let's bring on another girl, for example. Bring this girl in. I'm thinking, okay, if my gal will just take an hour, half a day, a day, a week, a month, and train this other person that we brought in, the new person, her load will be cut in half. Even if the second person's not as good as my main gal, okay, reduce her load by 30%. It turns out that my gal's not a manager. Every time it gets busy in the situation, real life, in the office, my gal turns to the new girl and says, hey, 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 I, you know, I'm just so busy right now. Just put it on the corner of my desk. I'll get to it later. And pretty soon the new girl doesn't have anything to do. What I've learned is just because my number one gal is greater job, it does not mean she's a manager. You've got to recognize, recognize these situations, recognize these things. There are five levels of leadership. If I want to impress someone, I talk about success. If I want to be vulnerable, talk about failures. When people understand it's about them and it's not about me, and they understand that I'm for people rather than for myself, people are more willing to open up, get committed to the cause, and it creates a culture within the company. Just important points. So the power of five here. The first point is have a very clear goal. Written, definable goals. You've probably heard it before. There's an actual Harvard study. They took a graduating class. They found that within that class, the people that had written 
definable goals, the 3% accomplish more than the other 97% combined. Big advocate of written goals. If you don't have them, do them today. Write them. And I'm going to recommend a, a book here. It's called The 12 Week Year. And basically, what I do there within the goal setting is those clear, definable goals, especially with my sales team. I actually do a monthly goal and then we cut that up or, or we combine that into a quarter. So, what mine looks like is in any month, if you, and you've got to apply this to your business. If we've got a guy that can sell $100,000 worth, January, February, March. Let's just talk about those three months. So in any month, if that sales guy sells $100,000, we go to dinner. That's either January, February, or March. He's never out of it. He's never giving up. He never says, oh, well, you know, I'm too far behind for the quarter. We'll just focus on next quarter. Or... I'm going to hold back and throw these numbers into the next quarter. When you divide it up, guys are going for that goal every month. So month one, month two, month three, they're combined. If we do $100,000 in January, February, or March, we're going to steak dinner. It's the whole group, everybody that achieved it. You've got a group of 25 sales guys, right at 20, less than 20 guys maybe will hit that number. You've got some new guys. you got some transitioning guys. They're not really in it. They're not going to hit it. Let's go to February. So what if in any of the two months, January, February, March, we hit the 100000 Well, we do an overnight. My group likes to golf. Maybe you have a group that likes to fish. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's girls that want to go on a trip somewhere. Apply it to your people. So January, February, March, two months, what's that look like? We're going to dinner, and then we're going for an overnight trip. We're going to go a couple nights. We're going to stay at the Ritz. We're going to stay at the JW, and we're going to go to the best golf course. We're going to golf once or twice and come back. It's a camaraderie thing. We're doing great dinners, all that good stuff. So the third month, well, if you hit it, all three months, and, and by the way, there's probably 10 guys that will do the two months. The third month, if they hit it, you go into a drawing, your hat's in, your name's in the hat, a drawing for 2500 bucks. if you did all three months. And then there's an annual goal. You know, you hit the million dollars, maybe it's $2 million, you get the Rolex watch. It's just something... That's going on all the time. Clear, definable, measurable goals all the time. The second thing is having the right tool. You've got to have the right tool. And I think for us, that starts with being in the right business to accomplish your goals. You know, when we niche that down, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? What are you good at? Uh, what can you teach to other people? You're kind of defining that. So it starts with, let's be in the right business. Then let's have the right tools within the business. And for us business owners, that mainly means knowing what we're good at and what we're not good at and having the right people in place.
for the most part. A big takeaway here in having the right tool is also knowing what you're not good at. A lot of businesses early on can go out of business by jumping into something they should not be in. I'm in the roofing business. For someone that is a residential roofer to jump into commercial TPO, these big flat roofs, warehouses, I mean, they can get over their head, million dollar job, they're upside down 20%. They're in the whole 200 grand. Right from the beginning, I see it, see it all the time. The third thing is take action. Good intentions are worthless. So once we've defined those goals, we've got something to go at, we've got everybody in the right place, you got to put it into action, whatever it is. And we've got to pivot our way through this, if you will. We find some things in marketing that aren't working. I commit to those. It's not 30 days. It's not 60 days. I research it. I'm in this for 12 months. If it's not working, you know, let's try something else. And we've got multiples going all the time. But take action. The fourth thing is stay focused. Don't be all over the place with your business. Be consistent. That's actually number five. But part of being focused is being consistent. And just doing it every single day, living it, breathing it. And when you can afford to quit, you can't quit. That's momentum, okay? Everything is compounding. Everything is building on itself when you get to that point. And you don't want to stop that momentum. It's so important. Chinese bamboo tree. Do you know this story? So the Chinese bamboo tree, it starts out as a sprout. And you've got to water this thing every single day. Over the course of four years, this thing is going to grow to be about a foot tall. In the fifth year, while you're watering this, it will grow to be over 60 feet tall. Look up the research. Grow to be over 60 feet tall. The question is, did that tree grow in one year or did it grow in five you can't get as much accomplished as you think you can in a year, but you will accomplish a lot more than you think you can in five. Be cognizant of this, especially business owners. We all think we can get more done in a day than we actually can. It's twice as bad if it's an employee. It's, oh my gosh, she should have been done with that already. Well, relax. Get a goal. Be consistent. Know where you're going. Measure your progress. These are all things that need to happen. There are also five essentials I want to talk about. Personal growth matters. It matters what you're doing. Growth is not automatic. And it's the single biggest contributor to my success. As I get bigger on the inside, I get better on the outside. I can help more people. I can help my business. Know your craft because your competition does. Somebody is shooting for you every day in your business. They're trying to take your customers. They're trying to take your market share. You better be sharp. If you're not sharp in my business, I will take your customers and I'll take your money. Be sharp. Be on top of it. The second thing is connecting. In connecting, I'm either, I'm either a plus 
or I'm a minus. Leaders don't cross the finish line alone. Every day, value people, add value to people, look for ways to add value to others. And how I see other people, how I view them, determines if I value people. I'm either helping people or I'm letting them down. It's one of the two. What are you doing today? What are you doing to help your people? What are you doing to help your customers? Is it genuine? Is it real? Are we doing this just to make money? Or are we doing this because we have a passion and we want to help some people? You know, be that person. The third thing is your mindset. Your mindset matters. How I think is the difference between successful people and average people. It's what you're putting in your mind. It's your environment. We're all a product of our environment. Some people are thinking, oh man, that didn't come from a good situation. The good news is you can change your environment. The difference between who you are today and who you are a year from now, the people you hang out with, and the books you read. It's what you're putting in your mind. The difference between successful people and average people, it's all mindset. It's the way they think. It's what they're thinking about. What are you thinking about? What are you talking about? Tell me where you're spending your money. I'll tell you what you're thinking about. Creative people believe there's always an answer. Got to find a way. When something's in front of you, you got to find a way around it. You got to find a way over it, through it. You got to get it done. Be creative. Focus on sowing, not reaping. The money's there. It's there. Somebody's getting it. Don't focus on that. Focus on the process. Focus on being the best in your field, in your profession, in your business. Focus. Focus on that. Get laser focused. How can we be better? I'm constantly asking myself, what can I do as a roofer that no one else is doing? What can I do? What can you do different in your business that no one else in your business is doing? What is it? That's different answer for all of us, depending on what profession we're in. What little thing can you do? I bet if you take a pen and paper, you can come up with 10 things that you could possibly do this week that nobody in your profession's doing. Why? Because they get busy. That's why they're not doing it. Adding value to others. So important. Don't be afraid to share your knowledge. I remember stopping to help another roofer, a competitor. He had called me, he had a question on a job. The guy that was riding with me as we got back in my truck, he said, why do you tell them what you know? It's a competition. I just looked at him. I said, listen, we're all in the same business. I can't do it all. I don't help for this reason, but I'm telling you, it always comes back to me. Of all the roofers, I've shown up on jobs, asked the customer, the homeowner, How'd you hear about me? Where'd you get my name? Actually, it's kind of complex, my situation. I've had two other roofers here, and they both said to call you. You could probably help me. And those things come around. Be a good person in your profession. Get to know the other people. We're all going the same place. You know, and I'm not the big mythical guy that believes in karma. 
uh, kind of what comes around goes around type thing. That's not why I do it. Let's do it to help some people make a friend, etc. You know, the other thing when I talk about mindset is everything is uphill. Everything. Everything's going to be a struggle to get there. If you have downhill habits, you're not going to be able to go uphill. You got to get in there and grind it out. You got to work. Get good. If you're good, any brand will work. If you're bad, no brand helps. If you're thinking, oh, if I just had this product or I was just in this situation, get good where you're at. Get really good at where you're at and you'll find that anything, anything will work. A big mistake that we all make is separating success and failure. Constantly say, I'm failing my way to success. We've just got to go through failure after failure after failure, and it matters. You've got to learn from them. Test, fail, learn, and improve. It's just kind of rinse and repeat. You're going to go through this process over and over and over in order to be successful. Even when we're perceived as successful or we are successful, we're still going through this process in other increments within our business. The fourth thing I want to tell you, leadership matters. Everything rises and fails on leadership. Everything, everything in your company. It's your responsibility. I take responsibility for stuff that I'm really not even responsible for. There's one reason. If I don't take responsibility for it, I can't change it. It doesn't matter who within the company or within the chain messed something up. It's my fault. I've got to figure it out. That person, whoever it is within my company, they may or may not be here tomorrow. They may move away. But I'm still here. My company's still here. It's all about me. And <clears throat> again, I don't do it for this reason. But when I get with a customer and take that responsibility, they appreciate it because so few people in business actually accept the responsibility. They're blaming other people. And I say, that's my fault. No, no, well, the, not really, Brad. It's not your fault. The guy that came out here, it's kind of, I go, no, no, but ultimately it's my responsibility and I will fix it. And they appreciate that. goes a long way with the customer. And it can't just be lip service. You've actually got to live it, do it, breathe it. What you'll find is all those around you start taking responsibility too. You don't have to nearly as much have those conversations when you're the leader and you set the example, your people will start accepting responsibility. Leadership is learned. Leadership is learned. We can grow these leaders. Part of it's creating that culture, that environment. You're the example. A lot of times the people I'm closest to might be a family member, might be a good friend. A lot of times I can't tell them stuff. They know me too well. They know the failures. They know the flaws. So I recommend a book. And I had a good friend who goes, man, you keep recommending that book. And then I finally read it. Now I know what you were saying. Sometimes they need to hear it from someone else. That helps 
to grow leaders. Back to what I said earlier, it's who you're hanging out with, it's what you're reading, it's what you're putting in your mind. Are you getting those people, your leaders, the people you're growing into leaders, are you getting them around the right people, creating that culture? What kind of culture are you creating? Growth and development as a leader, my business will follow. So my growth as a leader, my business always follows whatever I'm doing. And a lot of times it's those people, right? As well as mentally how I'm getting smarter and the changes I'm making. Good leadership skills and good values. By having those, everything around me will improve. By having good leadership skills and good values, doing the right thing. I'm not telling you you have to go to church on Sunday, but it's a good thing. I'm not telling you what you have to do or have to believe in, but when you've got a value system, it's a good thing. Everything around you is going to improve. The fifth thing, the final thing I want to talk about, significance matters. Success is about me. Significance is about others. I want to be successful. And the way I'm going to be successful is I've really got to make other people count. I've got to make it about them and therefore we will succeed. Success without significance is not fulfilling. They say it's lonely at the top. You get a sense of accomplishment when you can help other people fulfill their dreams, when you can bring people with you. It's perhaps the most important thing within the principles of leadership is significance. It's helping other people succeed. Man, when you help other people succeed, see how many friends you have. Take somebody that's fighting their way through life and make them a millionaire. See what a good friend you have then. It's not all about the money, but with the success, with the accomplishment, with the principles, all those material things follow. Let's just help as many people as we can. I love you guys. Appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next one.